Happy Monday, or should I say, Happy Monday, Medical Mom of NICU Day. I'm Tanisha, a medical mom of NICU to a kidney warrior and cancer fighter, plus a pandemic mom of two under two. Welcome to Medical Moms of NICU podcast, where we help NICU moms, life after NICU moms, and NICU moms of medically complex miracles worldwide navigate the medical system with ease by sharing medical mom tips, NICU resources, and medical advice from medical experts. We thank you for listening every Monday to each episode, whether you are in the hospital making powerful life-changing decisions for your miracle to thrive, or you're at home adjusting to the round-the-clock medical care your miracle requires after NICU discharge. We thank you for listening to each episode, downloading it, and sharing it with your family and friends. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok, Medical Moms NICU, to receive free Medical Mom Takeaway tips. Join our Facebook Medical Mom Unity to share your NICU miracle story and medical milestones you are proud of. Happy Friday, and thank you so much, Medical Moms and NICU, for supporting this podcast. This is the 19th episode and the final episode of this season, and I am Tanisha. I'm a kidney mom and a cancer fighter mom and pandemic mom. I've seen home birth, and I've seen hospital birth, and I've seen hospital trauma and healing, and so I just thank you so much for supporting this podcast, and today... This is the last day of National Kidney Disease Awareness Month, but I wanted to entitle this final podcast of this season, Dear Kidney Donor. Today, I took time out of my schedule because it's been an intense medical week. We had dental appointments, we had pediatric appointments, we had kidney labs, and I wanted to take time to actually write a letter of gratitude to the deceased kidney donor family of my son because the first year of kidney transplant was so medically chaotic that I didn't get a chance to really reflect on what happened and why we are so grateful for this new life that we're living right now. And so it takes time to say, dear, deceased kidney donor, and to really be present in the moment with their grief as well as the gratitude that comes in grief. And so for those who do not know, my son was born with kidney disease based on LUTU, lower urinary tract obstruction, or some may call it bladder outlet obstruction. And simply that is a baby is born and all these organs are forming and my child had a blockage in his urinary tract causing kidney disease. And so he was born and it was a miracle that he was born to live in the NICU for six months but he would suffer with kidney disease, end-stage renal disease, stage five. And we knew up front in the first beginning stages of his life in the NICU that he would need a kidney transplant at some point because he was so bad off. And so immediately we went into a lot of prayer. We started talking and being transparent on social media about our son's need for a kidney transplant. And we really just embraced the support that came our direction because you need a village, especially when you're dealing with medical trauma and just the uncertainty of surgeries and the the aftermath of recovery and all that. And so I'm just extremely grateful. But last weekend, I just meditated on John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son 
that those who believe shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And I now know what that scripture truly, truly feels like. Because seeing our child be connected to Dallas's night after night after night and doing this for two years repetitively with my husband over and over again and making sure we don't infect the portal that he has for his dialysis so he wouldn't have any any infection that could really make him suffer and restrictions on the dietary regimen, not able to bathe in a tub but have sponge baths, you know, these things that a lot of people take for granted, we don't take for granted. It felt good to be able to receive such a gift and grief. Someone was grieving the loss of a loved one, and here we are celebrating a new life for our child. And I had to sit still with that. And I prayed that God would give me the right words to articulate how the deep appreciation we have for this sacrifice, this selfless sacrifice. And so throughout the the letter, I conveyed in the most delicate way I could how grateful we are to see our, our child be able to, to be a kid again, to be able to splash in water and not have to be limited. And, and is he going to get infected? To be able to play play like a child with other children in in school and interact with other children for his developmental milestones to be able to eat food from the earth that he can recover from after such an intense surgery. It was like six-hour surgery and not have any restrictions because his kidneys are much better off than they were, his native kidneys were. It warms my heart. And for those who are listening that have children that are suffering from chronic illness, it is a process and it's it's, it's a faith walk. It really is. And you're going to have those moments where you are just crying and you just don't know what the next day will bring. But I would challenge you, if you can, to be present. Be present because all we have is today. And... One thing that I loved about the letter is that grief is a healing process that has no time limit. And I know that even writing this letter, that family is still grieving. And I'm still thankful, deeply grateful, because they show me the love of God. They show me the love of Christ every day that my child is able to live a better quality of life and to thrive. And for those who are in the process of waiting for an organ donation, trust God, pray fervently, and to put the word out there, share your story transparently as you know how as it comes. You're facing hospitalizations, share some of the lessons that come from that you're facing medical milestones, share the celebrations that come with that because this will help you to appreciate the journey more. And I'm so thankful I took a lot of pictures and a lot of videos of my child's whole chapters of his life. He has 
five chapters and I I have all of them on my phone and on social media and it's just a blessing to be able to um celebrate those major milestones um and it warms my heart and I'm absolutely touched by the flyers and just people sending love and donations to help our son recover faster because it requires a lot of support, financial and physical support. So I am extremely grateful and I had it on my heart to write a touching letter of gratitude because I love to express joy in words and actions and that helps me to not take anything for granted. I feel like being a NICU mom or a medical mom of NICU, you have a different take on life because you've seen so many challenges and difficulties and adversity, and yet you're still standing, yet your child is still smiling. And you have a new perspective on life that a lot of people are not privy to. And so your insight, your spiritual insight is sharper because you see things more godly than the world could see them. And I truly saw in our child's journey, the scriptures come to life. Because you know about John 3.16 and how God loved us so much that he would give his only son to save the world from eternal damnation. And you also get to see that in the medical realm of kidney transplant or organ donation. And life is so interesting because I remember working for the DMV and asking customers would they want to be an organ and tissue donor hundreds and hundreds of customers when they were registering their vehicle or when they were registering their uh, renewing their license I would ask them would you want to be a registered kidney donor or, or organ and tissue donor and I never thought that after leaving that job experience I would be asking that to the world on my child's behalf and sharing my talents and communications to convey the seriousness of a kidney donation, the seriousness of an organ donation, and how you increase the lifespan when you get an organ donation. And by our child being so young, we want to see our child thrive many, many years. So getting him off dialysis safely and that he's growing up and seeing him actually live a life that is better than when he was on dialysis is is a gift that you cannot put a price on. And so I'm glad that I was able to express myself. And I just want to challenge you to continue to document your child's journey, whether that be pictures, whether that be videos, whether that be letters of expression, whatever your gifts and talents are, use them to help your child thrive even more. Because I realized that even my degrees were working, spiritually working for my God. For my God had shown me the spiritual work in the degrees and how I would be using mass communications to help save my son's life and expressing his need for what could help him survive and thrive at the same time on social media. And so I thank you so much for just listening, and I'm praying that the letter that I sent off will be well received and 
what pricked my heart to finally write it was one, our child was doing better from a medical standpoint. And then two, I just faced double losses and major losses at that. So I'm not just writing from a receiver standpoint, but I'm also resonating and empathetic to the loss that they're that the deceased donor is feeling because I know what loss loss close loss feels like now and so it's more sincere and that's all I wanted when I wrote the letter was for it to be sincere and from the heart that it wouldn't just be one-sided that I would be able to be in tune with how they're feeling when they read this letter and also how I feel because our child has a gift of life now that we were waiting years to receive and so it was just it was just beautiful to be in a space to write that letter and I hope that when you listen to this podcast that it would just make you self-reflect even if you don't have a child that's medically complex that you would self-reflect on the blessings that God has given you in your life and 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 just rejoice at what's to come in your life by knowing Christ by knowing God because God has a way of blessing us in many ways that we don't see coming, but we have to trust him. We have to pray. We have to be committed to the process. There was times where I did not want to do dialysis, but I knew if I just stand fast and and, 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 and be patient and to serve and serve and serve with my husband, that God would open up the floodgates and that, that call would come and that call would say, hey, we got a donation, and it's a match for your child. Come on in and get this gift of life. And so just continue. If you're in the moments of feeling uncertain, that you just continue to push anyway and let God use you and be, be, be mindful of the gratefulness in the process of the journey. Be mindful of the gratefulness and how you stay grateful you pause for the cause and you take that photo. You pause for the cause and you write that letter. You pause for the cause and you thank those who have helped you in the journey. When you felt alone, they called you. They sent you gifts in the mail. They sent you all kinds of things that you needed at that time. You pause for the cause and you take videos. You pause for the cause and you take your mess and turn it into a message. So thank you so much for listening, Medical Moms and Nikki around the world. If you're just joining this podcast, I would challenge you to replay all the episodes before this one and rate Medical Moms and Nikki because we're not done yet. We're doing a lot of things behind the scenes I have not even shared, but I'm just grateful because I I was challenged by God to start the podcast anyway. start the podcast anyway and I started in November right before Thanksgiving and here we are at the end of March 31st and I had 19 episodes with no breaks and so I'm thankful that I was committed to this process and I know that God is going to honor that consistency and open up even more doors for medical moms and Nikki to prosper and I can't wait to release that to y'all very very soon I'm excited for the expansion. I'm excited for the elevation that's going to come from just being committed to the process. And when God puts something on your heart, do it. That's all I can say. If you got a burning passion and you got a desire, be obedient and go in there full throttle 
jump in anyway, jump in anyway, two feet in, not one foot in, but two feet in and, and say, I trust you, God, be like Peter, but don't be Peter, but be like Peter and be on that water with God and, and keep your eyes on God, keep your eyes on Christ and by you keeping your eyes on Christ, you will never sink. You will never drown. Don't look back like Lot's wife that turned into a pillar of salt. Look forward. As we go into April and we go into resurrection season, I want you to resurrect from the dead the things that you've been having on your heart that were buried deep, deep, deep because of life challenges and and, and, and start to unpack them again. Start putting into practice what you've been wanting to put out to the world. Take one, one milestone at a time and manifest it. It doesn't have to be the whole thing, but just one action step. Because that's what I feel like I'm doing right now. I have a lot of things in the works for this platform, but I took that one step and went on and was obedient because I kept hearing, you should be a podcaster. You should be a podcaster. You should be a podcaster. And if God tells you, God tells you something one time, do it. But if he tells you three times, you should definitely listen. So I was obedient and I went in anyway, and I'm so grateful that I was obedient and I started the podcast anyway. Because now I now know that this is a foundation, a strong foundation for other things that I have desired to do. They can manifest a lot faster because I set the tone for something great. So as we go into April, spring, spring, April showers, I want you to cleanse yourself of the old doubt that you had in your mind. Cleanse yourself of the fears that you had years and years and years and years and to renew your mindset and to trust God. Do it anyway. Write write that book anyway. You don't have to publish it right away. Write it. Write it. Write the idea. Podcasting. Start that episode. Push play. <laughs> and and write it out because it's going to be a beautiful blessing that you can you can, once you got it out there, you can edit, you can modify. But if you don't, if you just in your thoughts, it will never happen. So I want to challenge you to be proactive and act on those things. Uh, it's so funny because, and I'm going to leave you with this. A lot of times I'll be driving, I study the numbers that come on the license plate because I was working for the DMV. And I would see act, 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 A-C-T. All the time I would drive and say ACT, 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 ACT. And so it's just like God telling me act, 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 act. You can talk all day, but act on it, Tanisha, act on it. And so I'm just thankful. And I hope that this inspires you to act in April, act in April. All right. And just remember, no matter what day you're having as a medical mom of NICU, you are more than capable of handling your child's medically complex care. Until next time, keep taking care of you because you can't be good to those who you love if you're not good to yourself. I'm Tanisha. Take care.